Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Would you please pray with me? Dear God, we give you thanks. We thank you for the life that you are breathing through our church, the life you're breathing through our congregation, through our community, and through the world. And we thank you that you have allowed us as your people to continue to make a difference because you have made a difference in us. So God, during this time, We ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, today we are wrapping up our stewardship campaign, and our stewardship campaign deals with the question, what if? What if? We talked about what if we prayed, because we know that, that prayer is what we use to, to gird everything that we do as a follower of Jesus Christ. When we pray, we pray expectantly that God is going to do something amazing in our lives, in our church, in our community, in our, in our world. We pray because we expect those prayers to, to make a difference. And we know that those prayers make a difference because of the second part of the What If series we talked about being uh, fully acknowledging who God is, acknowledging who God is in our lives and and why we follow this this God-man named Jesus Christ, the work that he did while he was on the the earth and, and the work that he continues to do in and through each and every one of us. Today, as Glenda mentioned, we're talking about what if we were to do something extraordinary. I love that word. Extraordinary, it's, it's something, you know, we, I could have said, what if we did something great? What if we did something wonderful? Those, those are great words, but I mean extraordinary. That's like making a step beyond doing something absolutely extraordinary. So our scripture for this morning talks about that from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. I invite you to listen to God's word this morning. Glory to God, who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by his power at work within us. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus for all generations, forever and always. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm going to give you a date. August the 3rd, 2017. That may not seem like a very important date, but that was the day that we started to take off the old wood of the sanctuary. And when we did that, I was blown away. 
I was blown away by looking at what was underneath the, 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 uh, the siding that we had on the building, the work and the care that those who built this space did. You know, we, we, we look every day, when, when we come into the sanctuary, we see the beauty inside, the, the stained glass windows, the, 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 the architecture inside, the, the way that this place is in the shape of a cross, the way that we look at the three towers representing the Trinity. We, we see all of that, and, and if, if you're like me, your jaw drops, thinking, wow, just thinking about how they really thought about how to build this place. But when the siding came off, I was just even more amazed. Because you know, there's no way in the world they build anything like this anymore. You know, it, we, we have a whole bunch of homes that are going up in the Royce City area, and you see how, how fast and how quickly they go up. You know, I'm sure when this building was built back in 1904, it didn't go up in just two months. I'm sure it took a long time and a lot of care to make sure this building was perfect. Then something else happened. On August the 22nd, one of our members, members Dolores Ballard, walked into the office, and she had these two architectural plan tubes. And inside those tubes, one was a photocopy, and the other one were the original 1903 plans for this sanctuary. And we didn't open up the original plans because I don't want to mess those up, but those are still nice and secure. But we were looking at the photocopies and just seeing, not, not just photocopies, but, but hand-drawn photocopies of this building. And it just took my breath away. I looked at those plans and said, wow, someone cared about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ in a remarkable way that they took the time and effort to hand draw this building. And then they laid out those plans and started to construct from the ground up to give us this place that we call our church home. There are some lessons that I've learned over the past two and a half months as we've been, been working on the outside of the sanctuary. First, the first thing that I've learned is that sometimes you have to take two steps back before you can take three steps forward which basically only gives you a net gain of one step. Sometimes it's important to take those two steps back to make sure that you are laying a firm foundation, that you are, you are placing something there that will last. The other lesson that I've learned is that sometimes when we put things up on the outside, it can do two different things. The first thing that it does is that it can cover up something really, really bad. 
What I mean by that is as we started to take away the wood from the sanctuary on the outside or take away the the old metal that was around the bottom, we saw a lot of damage, either termites, uh, weather, uh, you name it. That was things that we had to take care of right then and there. But there's also something else that can get covered up. As you can see, that, that uh, I think it's called shiplap. Is that the type of uh, wood that uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines, they always talk about on their, their show, the shiplap effect? It can cover up something so beautiful. I, I can't tell you how many people said, well, why don't you just leave it the way it is and just paint that over? Because that's kind of a style now. No, it's beautiful. It shows care. It shows attention to detail. We have a tendency to do that in our lives too. We like to cover up things. Sometimes we have gifts and graces that, that we cover up, that, that we don't want to share with other people, so we'll, 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 we'll hide it in a way. That way we can just keep it to ourselves. But unfortunately, the same goes in the other direction too. Sometimes we have deep and dark sin in our lives. So we cover all of that up with, with a nice smile, with, with a pleasant attitude. And we'll say, well, if, if I keep that covered, if I keep that hidden, no one else will have to deal with that. But thanks be to God, that's not what we are called to do. Thanks be to God that we are called to give each and every part of our lives to him so that he can do the work inside of us, so that we can be a shining example of his love and his grace. So when I think about the plans and the the gorgeous work around the sanctuary, I, I, I look and I can see that those who drew the plans and built the building back in 1903 and 1904, they did something extraordinary. They did something for generations three and four generations past can come back to this building or come inside of this place and feel God's love and grace and power. And today we are continuing that work to make sure this place stands for another three or four more generations. But there's something else that we are doing. We are working to do something extraordinary to help us on the inside, to help us to grow as disciples of Jesus Christ. So today we are reaching out to do something extraordinary among our congregation and outside in the community and the world. But the thing we have to realize, and I think those who built this sanctuary realize, that we don't do this on our own. We have the power of God that works in and through us, and our scripture reminds us of that today. The very first thing that we must do is that we must give Glory to God. When I come into the sanctuary to pray, or whenever, whenever I drive by and I see the, this beautiful building, I give thanks to God for, for all that he has done in the life of our church. 
We give thanks to God through the words of, Saul, of, of Proverbs 3, 6 that reminds us to know God in all of our paths and he will keep your ways straight. See, when we want to do something extraordinary, we have to realize that everything that we do through our families, through our jobs, through our interactions with others around us, we must place God first. Other translations place the word uh, that we submit. We submit to God. I like the way that Eugene Peterson writes about it in the message. He says, listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go, because he is the one who will keep you on track. See, our, our task isn't just to be busy. It isn't just to do work. But our task is to continue to listen for God's moving in our lives so that we can follow the path that God has placed for us. See, when we acknowledge God, then we can see that God is moving in and through us. Jesus in Matthew 5, 16, he says these words. He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Let your light Shine. Not so that you can say, look how great of a Christian I am, or look how great Roy City First United Methodist Church is, but so that God's glory can shine through this congregation and through this church and through this community to let God's good works be given glory and power in our lives. Paul concludes this benediction with these words. He says, Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus for all generations, forever and always. Oh, amen. This building was built 114 years ago so that we can enjoy this space. But the work outside is going to make sure the building stands but we have a larger testimony. We have a larger task. And I love that we have our children's chimes here this morning because that is a part of that task, to have the opportunity for them to grow as disciples through, through music, through learning different uh, activities, but also to learn about what God is doing in Scripture. See, that is the larger testimony that we are called to live out. We are called to proclaim that good news so that our children can grasp that as their faith. So our grandchildren can grasp that as their faith and then share that faith with others. Today we are doing our, finishing up our, our stewardship campaign with our, our card drive for our financial gifts and for our You Belong Here or How We Can Serve the Church. I believe that there were financial cards uh, placed in the uh, bulletins if you didn't have a chance to uh, fill one out earlier. And if you don't feel comfortable filling one out right now, that's totally fine. You can bring it uh, back and place it in the offering 
uh, plate next week, or if you want to go online on the fumcroycity.life, we do have an online version of the card, but we invite you to really pray about how you can serve God through your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. And as you do that, uh, the praise team is going to play, and we invite you to come forward just down this center aisle and place uh, your card in the basket. And then as a reminder, you are invited to take a piece of wood. This is a part of the sanctuary. And you can have it in your pocket. You can place it somewhere where you can look at it. And give thanks for the extraordinary things that this congregation has done in the past. But I hope you do more than that. I hope that you end up giving thanks because God is not through with us yet. And that God continues the promise to, to be with us, to, to work with us, to work in us. So that we can do something extraordinary that will last for generations to come. But when you come forward and, and you place your cards in the basket and you take a, a piece of wood, you are invited to return to your seats. Or if you would like to take a moment to stop at the uh, prayer rail, you may pray for a moment and then return to your seats. Would you please go to God in prayer with me as we prepare to give our offerings of our commitments to him? Let us pray. Dear God, as we hold this historic uh, place in our hands. As we take the opportunity to return our, our commitments to you, our commitments of prayer, of presence, of, of our tithes and offerings, our service and our witness, we ask that you bless those commitments. Help us to see how we can continue to be the church that you have called us to be. Help us to be an shining example of your love and your grace for now, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, just throughout the rest of time. So God, I thank you for the commitment that we have for our church, but God, more importantly, for the commitment that we have for you. So God, we lift this time up to you. In the name of the one who, who gives us all, so that we may share it with others. Jesus, our Lord. Amen.